So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. All right, guys, well, we've tried the new show for a number of episodes, and the downloads have spoken. You guys love this show. Wow, I am so honored that we can do an engaging and fun and current show that agents from all over the world are listening to and learning from about what's happening in our beloved real estate industry. So we're going to keep it up. We're excited and welcome to today's State of the Market. Welcome, Rockstar Nation. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. State Market, Pat Hyben, welcome back. How are you doing today, buddy? K squared. Good to be here, boss. All right, man. Missed you last week, although Carrie did a wonderful job, man. She, she definitely carried the weight of that. Uh, episode for both of us, even though you weren't even on it. <laughs> yeah, Carrie's great, man. Uh, she jumped right into it. I, I, you know, I got to listen to that instantly, pretty much that night. I know you guys were, you know, hitting it hard with the Fifty Shades of Grey listing last week, which definitely was newsworthy, and it, it 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 hit all kinds of people's Facebook. I thought I thought your conversation on that was funny. So you, you guys did a great job. Yeah, man, it was good. You know, actually, again, I talked to we we brought up the. Uh, a realtor who gets leads from uh, realtor.com and you know she has just been getting the runarounds from realtor that just no answers from them she's asked repeatedly still to have stuff taken down so she's just not getting bombarded with these inquiries that aren't actual leads that she's paying for they should just and, give her you know they should just take her name off of that one and just say our bad you know sorry about that because yeah yeah it's no bueno they're giving her the runarounds but anyways on to news this week man so What's cracking in the world of real estate that you that's uh, caught your attention? Well, you know, why don't we start this by uh, talking about Open Door expanding to uh, listings from rival brokers? Like a lot of people are seeing this news, right? Open Door expands to show listings from rival brokers. This is on Inman only in Dallas for now. When they always say that only in Dallas for now, that means that it's a te- they're testing it and. It's just a matter of time, guaranteed on somebody's whiteboard, there's a map of the United States showing a plan of action should it work in Dallas. Only in Dallas for now with a 1.5% rebate for buyers using one of its open listings agents. Let's dumb this down like a third grader can understand, right? Cool. I might be able to do that. What the hell does this mean? You know, first of all, man, this sounds awfully familiar. I feel like perhaps this is how this is where Redfin started, right? When they got into the brokerage world, was let's give a rebate for half of the commission or one point five percent. I don't know if we're allowed to say half. I don't so, know. One point five, like what? Well, oh, okay, because yeah, if you say half, yeah, right, that's, that's why they're doing it. Like you, you would normally think that, and I think what they used to do is they say whatever commission is 
it's a percentage of that because here's the thing that's screwy and, and I'm going to let you finish, but I got, I got, this is just popped in my head. If you're saying 1.5 and the co-op is only 1.5, you're giving away a hundred percent of the co-op. You know what I mean? So who's to say what the co how could they even know? You know, you know what I mean? Like what if the co-op is one, how are you going to give 1.5 back? There's got to be some fine print that says providing the commission is at least what do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, I would assume so. Like, again, I'm not so sure how much you can, how long you can get, you work for free. Like, I understand the 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 whole model of, like, let's do a lot of volume uh, and let's make a couple grand every time, you know, on their, flip, on their flip side of the business. You know, but, yeah, if they're giving away potentially all of the commission in some cases, obviously that doesn't work. So I, I would agree. There's got to be some sort of – fine uh, credit, I guarantee. But explain what it is. What's this there, mean? Yeah. There must be. So what they're saying here is, hey, in Dallas anyways, let's start there. They're going to start selling properties of all other listings. So just like I would, right? So I'm a realtor. I'm based in Phoenix, Arizona. I go show a property to a buyer. We write up a contract. I receive a commission. Now, obviously, I'm not part of Open Doors Brokerage Open Listings there in Dallas. But what they're saying is if you do that and you use one of their representatives, they're going to rebate 1.5% of the sales price to the buyer for using their agent. So I, I, I just I find that interesting. You know, Redfin started that way, and then they, they backed off of that. They still give a rebate. It's not nearly as big these days uh, because they found, oh, you know what? Actually, there's a lot more that goes into representing a buyer from a pure, what's what I'm looking for, a number of hours worked, right? And man hours, if you will, that needs to be put into a transaction. So I'm really curious at, at how, how this is going to work out for Open Door. Now, obviously, they have a lot of data. They know a lot of stuff. Do they know that they can afford to do it, giving up point and a half? I, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I think you're missing the, the – I think you're missing – and maybe I'm missing, but Open Door – doesn't have buyer agents. They no, they do. They do because they bought a company called Open Listings, which is a discount brokerage last year. And that is the that is the umbrella or brand, if you will, that they're stating, hey, if you use one of our open listing agents, which is the name of a bro a discount brokerage, then that's where we're gonna go ahead and rebate you one and a half percent. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, because if you don't have buyer agents and you can give the commission away, you know what I mean? So, so maybe what they're saying now is kind of like, it's kind of like an agent who, you know, for years would go to a seller. And this happened, dude, for decades. This happened, you know, I've been licensed 30 years. So, you know, this, this probably happened the first couple of years in the biz for me. But if you go to agents who have for decades said, this is your commission, and if I sell it in-house, this is your commission. It's all they're doing, right? They're saying, this is your commission, and if I sell it in-house, this is your commission. And by the way, or no, actually what they're doing is they're reversing it. Rather than saying that to a seller, rather than saying to a seller, this is your commission, and this is your co-op, and if I sell it in-house, I discount it. They're reversing it, and they're saying, seller, this is your commission. No discounts, right, if we sell it in-house. But if we sell it in-house, we are going to give the discount to the buyer in the form of cash or closing costs instead of to the seller, right? That's the sense of what they're doing, kind of reversing 
that age-old practice of giving a discount to the seller if you sell it in-house. Instead, you're giving the discount to the buyer. Am I right? Well, I, I don't know. I feel like there's more to it because what they're saying here is they're going to start showing all listings, not just their own anymore. And so like currently right now, if you were open, go to the Open Door site or the Open Door app and start looking at properties in your city, if they operate in your city, you're going to just see their inventory, the, the houses that they own. And I could see how they could do it in that case, right? Because oh, I see. So they're trying to make money off of co-op listings as well. Yep. Yes. Century so that, one, Prudential, Keller Williams, Remix. They're trying to make money off of those too. Yep. You, 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 you got it. And so that's interesting. You know, one of the things that obviously they said is it's an experiment in Dallas first. Uh, and they'll, they'll determine other markets later based on results. So I'll be really curious in a couple months uh, to see what happens. It was really funny. Uh, Tyler, who I've had on my podcast, Tyler Hickson, who works for Open Door, a really good guy, by the way. And uh, he's a realtor. He sold real estate prior to working for Open Door. And um, he had made a post in, inside the Facebook group, Next Level Agents, about, you know, kind of, you know, what, what do you look at for scale for the, for the teams doing really big? What are you looking at for the administrative side uh, of your business scale-wise? Who can handle how much and what? And so I, I found that an interesting post, and it was some good feedback there in the comments. And I'm just wondering if, you know, that kind of seeing this headline today and seeing his post a few days ago, I'm curious if that's what he was thinking about. So Tyler's always seems like on the forefront of some of the new things that Open Door is trying out. I'll have to give him a call later on, see if I can dig in. You know, for years, you, you know, I mean, this is, Kevin, this is nothing, this, this strategy, let's call it, is nothing new. I mean, they, people have been doing this for decades. I think what's new is in the past, you know, let's say you're at a brokerage, right? I don't care if it's Remax, Prudential, Keller Williams. And you do this and you say, hey, I'm going to do this thing. The bro I want to give back my sister who I sold a house to one and a half percent. Broker's going to be like, okay, cool. You just have to have a buyer broker agreement. You have to pre position it right, sign the right forms, disclose, disclose, disclose. But just don't freaking advertise it. You know what I mean? That's kind of the... The underlying, the undercurrent, right? Don't don't advertise it. Like as soon as one agent from one office starts advertising one and a half percent rebates, then all the other agents are all pissed off, right? And it, and then and then it hurts. The the fear is that it hurts the entire office, right? Because you're being obnoxious about it. So it's like you you know what you see what I'm getting at. So what's new is them just coming out and saying, you know, we don't really care because our agents don't care that we're going to advertise this because our agents realize that they're going to benefit from our ads and they're not going to bitch that, you know, Kevin Kaufman is ruining the market by obnoxiously advertising. Am, am I making any sense? Yeah, yeah, it totally makes sense. It'll be interesting, man. Like, you know, 2019 continues to be like a year of new stuff being tried out and seen. I love it. It's, it's, uh, Seems like it's further furthering the things that have obviously happened over the last couple of years. You know, you and I got into a talk middle to the end of last year about some of these new technologies and companies like Open Door, et cetera, and all the stuff that's going on. So who knows, man? I, at the end of the day, I, it's not my money. I'm not the one losing money. I, I don't care. You know, again, as a realtor, if I'm in Dallas, I, I don't care either. Like, I, I got to compete. I got, I got to, and I'm going to compete through my relationships and. Through my hard work, I'm going to get up 
get up every morning and go do the thing I got to do to earn my business. And so I would imagine that the realtors there in Dallas think the same thing, at least most of them. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they learn, man. I'm, I'm kind of, it seems silly to me, but I'm excited to see what happens at the same time. Yeah. You can't, you can't fight progress. If they want to do it, they can, you know, whatever they can do it. And again, it's not a new concept. It's just a new, it's just more, much more in your face. And there's a lot more money behind it. That's in your face. So, All right, guys, why waste thousands of dollars and countless hours on training that never touches on what matters most, how to make more money in real estate for just $7. You can start a one week trial at Rebus University today. And what that means is $13,000 worth of real estate courses on how to make more commissions will be available to you for a dollar a day. It's all you can eat. Go in there and take them all if you can. Only seven bucks. To start your seven day all access free trial, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. These courses are guaranteed to get you more listings, more leads, and more commissions. Futureofrealestatetraining.com or just text the word trial to 444 nine 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 that's t-r-i-a-l to four 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 nine 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 okay cool. what, what else is newsworthy this week so this one caught my eye man a fannie may former right, former fannie may employee facing 40 years in prison after being found guilty of accepting millions of dollars uh, in bribes and kickbacks in exchange for selling Fannie Mae-owned foreclosures at less than, like, say, market value. Uh, so in the subheading, interesting, this caught, this caught my eye. She was ordered to forfeit a property that she bought, get this, with a duffel bag full of cash, Pat. Because you imagine, first of all, like, a Fannie Mae employee rolls up and buys a property with cash. Who does that? Here's the thing, right? Like, this, this was so egregious. So agreed. And this was like borderline obnoxious. This is like somebody who is clearly raised wrong. Right? Like, <laughs> this is somebody who in their mind, right, is deranged thinking that this is okay. And I can speak to this, Kevin, because for years, you know, my, my team in Maryland is uh, a Fannie Mae uh, team, okay, and has been for over a decade well over a decade. And, you know, there was a time when there were so many Fannie Mae's coming in. We, 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 like we had over a hundred of them and, and they, they stopped that and they spread them out amongst the agents. So there wasn't this egregiousness. There wasn't this the agents taking advantage of the situation and being Kings, right. And having control. And, and they made a sign and still do massive amounts of disclosures that said, as the agent, you will not, right, ever buy one of these suckers, right? And but trust me, I wanted to buy, if you know, several a year, every year, but I could not buy because truly, it's a conflict of interest, right? So that in itself is is worth fi being fired for at least, right? Just even just like giving them to an agent who doesn't put them in MLS. That, this is the reality, right? The one thing you have to do as an REO agent is 
When you get that listing, you have to make it available to everybody. There's no pocket deals, right, with, with most of these REO companies. So, so this lady, what she did is she not only gave the listings to agents and told them that they had to do pocket deals, but then she benefited by getting a referral fee from the pocket deals that were not MLS and or maybe they backdated the MLS or something to have it pass through security of some sort. Then she got all her freaking family to get licenses and she funneled 2 million, get this straight, $2 million in commissions. And this isn't, I'm not talking about $2 million in real estate profits or equity. I mean, they're going to find probably millions and millions more of equity that, that her sisters and, and, whoever her family members are made, but 2 million in commissions alone to her relatives in Sonoma, California. And you, you know, it's just in order for you to make $2 million in commissions on Fannie Mae properties in two years, by the way, that is a ton of listings, a ton of listings. Yeah, it is. I mean, think about it too. And that doesn't even take into consideration the homes that she just approved the sales for, not only for herself, but for other brokers. So some of these, I'm wondering, like, where's the fallout too from these licensees? It doesn't necessarily say that they're all related to her, but some of these licensees who were brokers bought some of these properties. She bought some of the properties. So obviously, then there was then there were more income generated. I'm sure from the sale of those properties on the flip. I mean. Who knows how big this thing's They're getting. guilty too, dude. And you know what that is? It's called bank fraud. Yep. So they're guilty of fraud. I mean, there's. I think the fallout from this could be huge. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, they may have already actually, in order for her to get, in order for her to go to trial and be looking at 40 years in jail, they probably scared the hell out of these brokers, right? And they probably got them and they were like, you're looking at, you know, some federal counts of bank fraud and, and mail fraud. Who, what, I don't know. They, they probably had a plethora of charges they were going to charge them with. And then they're like, oh, I'll sing, I'll sing. And they're, they're all selling her out. Oh, I wonder yeah. if they're going to go after her family, though. I mean, because that's, that's like almost like too much money stolen from Fannie Mae. And, and really, they're ripping off the public because all the, the public wasn't able to get affordable houses. That, you know, Fannie Mae has a period where they... They want these houses on the market to be sold to families before investors. She was bypassing that time frame, giving them straight to investors, probably checking boxes that said that they weren't investors, that they were family. You know what I mean? That it was a it was a conventional sale. Who knows what she was doing? No doubt. I mean, just messy all all the way around. No, no matter how you slice that. So I don't know. My guess is we're going to hear more about that pretty soon. Uh, and uh, my guess is there'll be other articles with other people either going to jail and or paying some massive fines, probably some people losing their license. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, here's the thing. You think that this whole cash kickback scheme and all that stuff is something in the movies, but it's not. I had an agent on my show. I'm not going to go into time frames, but it was an agent that came on my show, and I won't go into areas. But, you know, off the record, obviously, without me recording it, he told me that in his area, it's commonplace for agents to pay him cash for funneling them deals that don't hit the MLS. 
Oreo deals or just deals? Oreo deals, yeah. Oreo deals, where he would he would he would he would take out a buyer, right, a flipper, out the lunch. He'd be like, "Dude, I got this new listing on Umptyump Street." The dude be like, "He's like, it's two fifty. I can get it for you for two thirty. The dude be like, "I'll take it, dude. Write it up." He'd get both sides of the deal, and then the guy would give him a couple thousand dollars in cash in an envelope, and and that. That he said is common. It was commonplace, and he didn't have a problem with it. He said his his mentor did it. His mentor's mentor. It was like it's bribery of that sort in certain areas is very commonplace. Where where I'm from, and and maybe I'm delusional about this, but I'm where I'm from in Maryland, where and and we've done thousands and thousands of REOs. That is that is like so far from my mind of ever thinking that I should or could do that. Dude, that, that shit. You can't do that. I mean, to think that that's okay because your mentor did it or somebody else. I mean, I don't care if your customer or your client is a bank or a financial institution. You've got a fiduciary to them. And when you go and do something like that, I, I mean, man, that's grounds for, for, for loss of license. I don't, I don't understand how that can happen. So rampant, you know, especially if this guy's claiming that it, that it's happening, you know, it's commonplace, I think was the word uh, that you just used it, in their market. Maybe it's other markets too. And I don't know, maybe I'm just gullible. Maybe I just always assume people do the right thing, but I would presume that most people do do the right thing. And I, I just, I can't imagine operating that way and how anybody could do that for any length of time without being found out. Cause I mean, Man, I, I could go on and on. We, we don't have that kind of time in this show, but that's that's ridiculous. I, I just can't believe stuff like that really happens. Plenty of people make a decent living selling real estate, but how many manage to make millions to become a millionaire? Imagine how much more profitable your business would be if you had the chance to learn from someone who actually made their millions selling real estate. Rebus University instructors know what it takes to build a highly successful, highly lucrative real estate business because they've done exactly that. These self-made real estate millionaires spent years in the trenches identifying exactly what works in today's markets. And that's exactly what they teach. Right now, we're running a seven-day trial on Rebus University's all-access package. For just $7, you can get access to every course, every millionaire real estate instructor. There's over 40 of them, 40 millionaire real estate instructors that Rebus University has to offer. You have access to all of them. To start your seven-day free trial for only 7 bucks, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com or text Trial, T-R-I-A-L, to 444-999. That's trial to 444-999. Don't get me wrong. I think human beings are hugely more complicated than most of us want to believe. Like, things are not black and white. But I do believe that there's a there's a sense of right and wrong that we all have, and and I think that we know that accepting bribes and doing things to screw over one party to to make the other person more money and and put more money in your own pocket 
I don't know. That, that, I guess that's just a line that I'm not willing to cross. Everybody's got their own lines and everybody's got their own thing that they consider, you know, sinful or, or whatever the case is uh, that they just can't see themselves doing. And, and for me, that's one of them, especially when you've got a license to, to uphold and a fiduciary legal responsibility to your client. I, I, I just don't get that. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean, unequivocally, she was in the wrong and from even from the point of trying to sell an off market listing without MLSing. That's the, the very, very beginning. And it just yeah. got it just got worse and worse and worse. Okay. What else is in the news, boss? Well, you know, hey, so we're we're running a little long today, but I I, I wanted to get this in because I thought it was cool. My my good friend and I think you know him as well, Ben Kenny, uh, up in the Washington area who who we talked about a few weeks ago on the show, Ben's companies uh, just caught, picked up two more real estate tech businesses. So they just scooped up a company by the name of Gabby AI and another one by the name of Redmond Tech, both based in Canada. Uh, so these, like a, kind of like a bowl of soup of all these tech companies, you know what I mean? Like tech company after tech company that benefit Ben's. And by the way, he got, I saw congratulations to Ben. He got best, you know, $18 million in commissions uh, for Keller Williams, largest expansion team. Uh, beat out Bob Lacito, you, you know, $18 million, which is crazy just in itself, the $18 million of commissions. But anyway, so is that what he's doing? He's trying to buy these things and feed his uh, $18 million commission uh, expansion business? Well, you know, that's, that's the thing about Ben. This is his competitive advantage, if you ask me, over all these other tech companies, a lot like Leo uh, from Remind. Uh, the difference is being Leo doesn't operate uh, his his sales business any longer, but he comes at it from the perspective of he's a user, right? So he's got this massive expansion organization, and he's built Brivity and this other suite of tools really for what he wants as an agent. And his whole one of the things I love about Ben is number one, the guy's a big thinker. I always say like Ben's just smarter than the rest of us. It's kind of a joke I say like when Ben tells me to do something, typically I do it. Um, because he's, the guy sees things that most people don't see. But what I love is that he sees this as a way to make sure the agent stays as relevant as possible in the real estate transaction long run. Uh, and that's one of the things I, I also like about Leo from Remind is that they're, they're, they, they attack this tech race, if you will, truly from the heart of a realtor. Now, that's not to say none of the tech companies do, but... Ben, I've got an experience of, and it's pretty clear to me that he uses his own tools. So it's different when someone who's a user of their own tools actually puts something out versus, you know, some guys that are sitting in a lab in Silicon Valley or whatever, dreaming up stuff to use that aren't actually, you know, aren't actually realtors. They've never done our job. And uh, so you I have any idea what these companies are and what they do. You know, I, I know that Gabby AI is, is some sort of AI, so artificial intelligence and machine learning development. My guess, and I don't know, maybe we can get Ben on here as a guest one of these days, is that this is going to continue to help with their sort of their chat features as well as their search features on the Brivity sites. Mm -hmm. uh, I noticed he also rolled out a bunch of new uh, products, uh, dashboards, if you will, on the Brivity side as well as kind of customized websites on the front side, which I found inter interesting. I noticed there was quite a few agents who had sites provided by Brivity that, that are out endorsing other products. So I thought that was interesting, but say what I noticed some of the, uh, some of the sites that were, that were featured on Ben's Facebook page were for agents who are out, you know, what's the word I'm being a spokesperson, if you will, for some other products. 
And uh, I, I found that interesting. I, I don't know if Ben has now. Why is that interesting? Well, I mean, when you get paid to promote one thing and say that you use it, but you're really using something else, I find that interesting. Oh, is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I, I find well, that. They're saying, hey, I use Brevity, but you're saying they use uh, the Commission Zinc or. Okay. Yeah, or vice versa. You know, who, who knows which way that goes. But okay. Okay. I, I think at the end of the day, what sticks out to me is Ben's constantly coming up with these tools and products that help agents sell more real estate. And to me, that's to me that's what's really important. He knows that. You know I think, Kevin, you know what I think the the people that are going to have success with the AI and success with all of this technology coming at these agents are the teams or the team of ridges that can force them to use it. I think there's going to be a, a, a void in agents having access to technology, but never using it, right? It's kind of like the apps. Like you get it. Someone tells you about a cool app and you get it on your phone and you use it that day and then you never use it again. And, 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 and it's, it's I, I've, I've probably got, I'm guilty, right? I got like a hundred apps, right? So I think that that is what happens. And I, I know this because on Rebus University, the, the agents that complete my courses the best and the agents who get the most out of my courses are, are the ones on teams and brokerages where they force them to bring the completion certificate that they finished, right? And they force them to every Tuesday at lunch, we're going to get together and we're going to take this course or this section of this course. So I think it's the same thing with technology. You have to force them to use it or, or 90% of them are, are not going to use it. Do you agree with that or not? I, I do. You know, that's the thing is that adoption is the number one issue with tech. So let's forget about whether it's Ben who can come at it from an agent's perspective or Leo or anybody else. I think the number one key is adoption. And, and people know that those, those are the numbers, right? That's like the, uh, the big important factor. If you are a tech company these days is what's the adoption rate? Because it's one thing to download the app. It's a whole other thing to actually use it and put it into your everyday practice for your real estate sales business because who, who knows if it can really help you or not if you don't actually give it a real shot. So I think that's the other thing that we'll see. I've seen it myself over the years from some of these companies who come out with new things and they're trying different ways to get the folks to download the apps and, and log into the things and start using them so they can say we've got a certain adoption rate because I would imagine mm -hmm. if they go pitch to investors, et cetera, that's some of the stats that they need to show. And then the user, the the app itself or the software itself has to be user-friendly enough to compete with simply going to Google. You know exactly. what I mean? And, yep. and I invested in a company out of Austin, Texas called Everfest. And what this company was, was a, a company, it was an app and a website that you could go to and have all the, the things about the festivals in town, right? So if you're a festivalness, a festivity, or whatever you want to call it, like a lot of millennials, that's what they love doing. They love going to festivals, right? They, you hear about it all the time, you know? Festival here, festival there, whatever. It's, it's a big party. And uh, this company was doing really well, right? Everfest. And the app was getting millions and millions of views and user visits. But at the end of the day, what happened was 
Google decided to get into the festival biz business, right? And and it became so much easier for consumers just to Google festivals in Cleveland, Ohio in today's date and get a list of all the festivals than it was to go to the Everfest app. And unfortunately, they just recently went out of business or are on their way out. They're basically out of money. So I, I, the reason that I'm bringing that up is because all technology that comes out for real estate agents stands the same risks of being boofed by th these big internet giants, right? The people with more money. And th do you do you see the parallel there? I sure do. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's no different than all of a sudden an app uh, that you know was was so amazing on your phone then becomes an ingrained feature in in the iOS or whatever the uh, the you know the the, the OS uh, for one of the other devices you know a year or two later because they realize well we could just make this part of the phone right and uh, we don't have to have a third party app and this will keep people even happier and those those apps go out of out of business unfortunately those, those little tech companies you know that begs to reason that begs me to think about why why is tech so big right you know you look at the multiples on a tech company whether it's public or just raising some money you know series a whatever the case is or some seed money you've got to have big money to compete with google amazon facebook etc right and that, i mean those are the monsters right there's one more uh, apple so if you're going to compete with those four or the four as they call them you got to have some really big money so my guess is at a certain point, there's a there's a raise, there's a capital raise. If you're either being bought or you're buying, because you're going to need more money, if you're going to continue to compete with those four companies in any sort of tech space, I don't care if it's real estate or, or not. So it'd be interesting to see with this tech landscape in 2019, how it keeps rolling out. We got all these new CRMs and whatnot rolling out, you know, open door and what they're doing. See what happens. Crazy, baby. Crazy, yeah. man. All right, cool. Well, does that wrap up the news for this week, Kev? That's it for this week. So, Pat, man, it was good to have you back, and uh, glad to glad to know your trip to trip out of town went well. And uh, good to see your face, buddy. All right, man. You too. Have a great week, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. All right, real estate rock stars and next level agents. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. Thank you so much for listening to the State of the Market. If you have any news you would like us to cover, please go to Next Level Agents on Facebook or send an email to info at rebusuniversity.com. That's info at Rebus University, R-E-B-U-S, university.com, and we'll be sure to bring it up. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>